Watson, I'm second. I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. Another time comes a man of great power. Talk funny, Nash. Where are you from? Lots of different places. A warrior of incredible strength. You've the devil in you. We've been kinsmen 20 years. Connor McLeod was my kinsman. I don't know who you are. Because you were born different, men will fear you, try to drive you away. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. And this episode, we are talking about the cult classic Highlander, requested by our good listener, Jean Paul. So thank you, Jean, for forcing this upon us. <laughs> I think thank you's a bit strong, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I I remember seeing this as a teenager and I remember not particularly enjoying it back then. And uh, a repeat viewing as an adult, I, apart from all the like wacky Russell Mulcahy razorback camera work and cutting, other than that, it, I, there's not a lot I love about this movie. And I'm sorry, everyone tuning in who obviously loves the shit out of it, and I just stomped all over your passion. They're just going to ignore you, Scott. They're just going to ignore you. (laughs) You don't care. Um, Yeah, come on. You don't care what I think. Russell (laughs) K doesn't care what I think. Neither should you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I um, I haven't seen this film in a very long time. I rewatched it um a couple of days ago to refresh my memory, and um, I didn't enjoy it the first time I saw it, and I certainly did not enjoy it the second time either. I'm I'm sorry, guys. Um, but I will say. Clancy Brown, you're all right, dude. Hero. <laughs> you're all right. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I saw it. Uh, I remember sort of enjoying it. I don't remember it being one of those ones where I just go, oh, yeah, that's the best film or anything like that. And I certainly don't have that cult following feeling for it. Uh, I love the concept, and I still do, of the the immortals being really human and suffering loneliness in their existence and having just these few who sort of meet and are friends they know each other over the centuries and eons if you want um with this ultimate i guess dramatical foil of they're going to eventually kill each other to to get the ultimate prize or to be almost like a god i guess um so as a concept it is just Unreal. I, I actually think it's really, really strong. And it's probably the reason why people like it because of that strong concept. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. the execution of all of this is so inconsistent and ham fisted. It comes, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'll, I'll be watching parts of it and I go, wow, that's really, really good. And then all of a sudden you're turning into this horrible, dated 80s pop show sort of television feeling and 
then yeah. to really dodgy special effects and this clunky dialogue that's oh, the dialogue is really really bad and then acting you know i'm sorry christopher lambert i don't know why they even put him in it like where and how was he considered he was he, the best choice <laughs> Look, Sean Connery should have just been the Highlander, to be honest. That would have been the easiest switch. And, you know, yeah. he could have carried that character and been Scottish and done all that. And, you know, he's he's a solid actor and he'd be able to do something with that. Um, interestingly, though, there was a little tidbit that came up in the, what I was watching. And apparently Connery's uh, part in it was all shot in one week. Yeah, I believe that. Him for... Yeah, and um, he made a bet with the director saying, no, you're not going to be able to do it, but the director won the bet. So, and when I look at that, I go, well, shows how professional Sean Connery is because, I mean, he's not bad in the bits he's in and things like that. And, no, but I think it's he, just... you know, he's, we talked about it when we talked about, um, what was the last Sean Connery movie we spoke about? <laughs> you're, you're having really bad memory lapses. Um, I am. Was, uh, I've been doing um, like three a week. I believe it was the League of Extraordinary. It was the League of Extraordinary. He yes. just kind of does his thing, and it's very watchable. But I think this but is better than that. He's also acting opposite a plank of wood. <laughs> well, yeah, it was when... better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, how so... offended would you have been as a native Scotsman to hear this Frenchman doing that Scottish accent? Swiss oh, French, apparently. Cloud. <laughs> not, oh, not, not offended enough to not accept the paycheck. <laughs> no, of course not. No. Uh, but Couldn't he have yeah. just given him some pointers? No. <laughs> well, yeah, it was only there for a week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like how, like, in the past, they were like, you need to do the Scottish accent, Chris, and then when they get to the present day, it's like, just do whatever the fuck your weird yeah, voice it is. is. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Um, yeah, then Clancy Brown, uh, I would say this is the reason this is a cult film, is yeah. Kurgan. Yeah. It, it, he is an amazing villain. Like, just the presence on screen, the design of him and the fact that he's still got the scar on his neck from, you know, almost having his head removed almost. from his body, almost. almost. And and then the voice, the explanation of the voice being that it, his neck had been cut that to that point and he just carries it through the whole thing and yeah i'd be scared if i saw him coming down yeah. the, and out of the yeah, way that's for would. sure it's just like that's that was just crazy acting it was really really well done um and he i think this is the reason why it's lasting uh, i think just this amazing villain with a strong concept but Unfortunately, everything else seems to just fluff around that. And yeah, yeah. I um, with the I guess premise of the film where everyone will eventually end up killing each other for all of this godlike attainment of power okay. and knowledge, the quickening. I can't help but feel that it's inherently selfish because you know what are they going to do with that once they have it? Like it's easy to see what. Um, Clancy Brown's character is going to do with it because he's the villain and that's what makes it kind of compelling. Yeah, he's going to plunge the world into darkness or Yeah, or exactly. What's, what's Connor McLeod going to freaking do with it, you know? Talk to it. Well, he's going to that little epilogue where he's like, I'll talk to governments. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, but it's, that. <laughs> I actually thought it was more a case of they're just going to end up there by default because they seem to be getting along with each other and they're talking about going to parties and 
yes. every, all the other immortals didn't seem to be that concerned with trying to fight. Uh, there's yeah. a few there. There was a few bad ones trying to get the power. Then there was these other ones who were going, well, no, I don't really want the power. I'm indifferent. I'm not trying to. Mm. And, um, yeah, it, it didn't really expand on that enough to yeah. make it apparent, but I sort of got that feeling from it. Mm. Um, the humour in the film just doesn't work <laughs> at all. It's like they attempt these weird jokes from really racist and sexist ones to these yeah. odd moments of, um, you know, there's a nod to the camera of what's going on uh, from Christopher Lambert, which would be the worst option possible. It's only maybe Connery that sort of pulls off a few funnies with um, being Mr. Miyagi for the Highlander. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. that's about it. Um, oh, and Kurgan probably. Yeah, just he, makes, from, he made me laugh a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that not because he's trying to make a joke with a nod and a wink, but more because of just who he is and the situation that he's in that makes it funny. Um, it's, I still think the scope in it's pretty epic, though. Like, the fact you go through the centuries. Yeah, the Highlands and, and yeah. World War II and mm. it, It's some of those locations are outstanding. And then there's this obvious nod, I think, from Braveheart almost to the battles in Scotland. It, I just saw Braveheart straight away and what the way it was shot and everything like that, the production design. So that it's just so weird how inconsistent it is though yeah it's like it i can't i couldn't get my head around how they could do that uh it they obviously had a budget they obviously were working to that budget but um it seemed to be put into areas that made portions work and then just totally neglected yeah, in others it didn't work yeah um I don't know. I, it also felt like a lot of things were done in isolation. And what I mean by that is um, an example would be the makeup through the film. Like it's pretty bad other than Kurgan, mm. right? And like, you know, they're aging. Well, they're going for like a look, a distinctive. Yeah, but, yeah, but there's the aging uh, McLeod's wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who doesn't look <laughs> old at all at no. the end. Yeah. <laughs> Funny Things header. like that, it's sort of like the director probably wasn't involved at all in that or something. I just feel like things were done in isolation, like some of the special effects. And um, I know that the final sequence obviously had the director thinking but about it, and that's interesting but doesn't quite work because it's definitely illustration. If you're thinking of, you know, when the oh, quickening, yeah. it's it sort of you had all these nice lightning effects at one well, point. I think and that's then sort it, of... Um... Mulcahy's curse, maybe, is sort of like Razorback is certainly an oddly inconsistent film. Yeah, but Razorback, um, I would say, visually is consistent. Like, it's it's got the visuals in Razorback are always really consistent. Like, it, you've got a dream sequence, which yeah. is amazing. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing looking sequence. Um, but then everything else is pretty consistent. So, I, but Razorback's got all other flaws anyway. So. It's got a lot of flaws. Because <laughs> um, I was reading this, his sort of filmography. Yeah. He's had such a strange career mm. for, um, as music video director, I guess, to sort of did Razorback and then got uh, Highlander and then sort of really didn't direct much else besides one Resident Evil movie, which 
I'm sure, I'm sure everyone remembers fondly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the um, yeah, but I think the director of photography in Razorback is the key thing there, isn't it? Not the director. Of... Uh, I can't remember Razorback. Yeah, what? what because of the... I'm, I'm trying to remember who it I was. Couldn't tell you, who Dean. Yeah, Dean Semler. Maybe. Yeah, I, I have to look that one up. But um, yeah, it's just sort of. Yeah, so odd... the cinematographer of Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dances with wolves. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, that's wow. that's it. Yeah, now you. Yes, yes. <laughs> I knew. I knew there was that link. Yeah, I knew it was pretty big. Um, but yeah, it just it's a hodgepodge in the end, and it's really a shame that it was so. Because you know, sometimes you get these films that have some of the most solid concepts, and it just is not pulled off. And we talked about this a while ago, where we're going. You know what films would be would you remake and things and i just realized as i was watching this this is a film that's begging to be remade into yeah. a good film begging to and i'm <laughs> sure it? like it's it oh, i think I, it is i know yeah. I, I i'm with you like, like the, the the concept yeah. is strong enough to yeah. be like quite an amazing action film i mean it, you'd you'd read you'd change the script a lot but you'd keep that core concepts of it and you could have a really, really good, yeah. You could have a yeah. really good film. Um, so I, I pose the question to you both: of who would direct it and who would star in it? Uh, having <laughs> just watched *Malignant*, I think James Wan doing a remake of *Highlander* could be pretty cool. <laughs> like he knows how to do action. His *Fast and Furious* movie is pretty fantastic. *Aquaman* was really good as far as action and stuff goes. But he's also got this very peculiar visual style that might, you know, could flair for it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. I don't really. I don't really want to see this film remade in any capacity, um, <laughs> despite this concept. Um, oh, really? Oh, okay. No, it just doesn't really in intrigue me all that much. But um, I will say, I remember when I was a kid as well. There was a limited um, television series which continued the story of Highlander, which I thought was quite good. Um, it takes on a character called Duncan McLeod, who was a descendant of the McLeod clan, and sort of takes the premise of all of these immortals making a pact to not fight each other and not take part in this combative style and then someone breaks the pact. That, I think, is a stronger story than what we have in the Highlander film. But that that's, could be the remake. That's It that's could be a I remake. Mean. I'm just saying yeah. it, it's something that does already exist. Mm. Um which wasn't too bad. Um, if well, there's, there's, this is one thing we need to acknowledge, I think, is like, yes, we're talking about this in, in the realms of it being a cult classic. Because mm -hmm. there's like a heap of movies, there's like two TV shows, there's an animated show, there yeah. are novels. This is a big um, pop culture commodity. And I don't, and I think things like, yeah. yeah, there can only be one. People know what that is without necessarily having seen Highlander. Yeah, of course. And, you know, if people are going to say, do you know what kind of movies Chris Lambert's been in? It's going to be Mortal Kombat or it's going to be Highlander. It's going to be one of the yeah. two. Or Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. Right. Or I mean, Chris who? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he play Tarzan one time? <laughs> or it could be like, "I please identify this actor and then you do the laugh. <laughs> or it's like, is that Tom Jane? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'm actually shocked they haven't remade it already, to be honest. Mm. Now that we've put it out there in the universe, it will be. <laughs> 2023. Yeah, I, I was imagining someone like Tom Hardy as McLeod. 
yeah, be good. Yeah. Someone who's maybe you know some can doesn't have to talk a lot and <laughs> but can express a lot. <laughs> it's, I mean, if you're going to get a if you're going to get a, a, a Scotsman, mm -hmm. what's, what's James McAvoy doing? <laughs> yeah, I thought of James McAvoy. He'd, he'd be nah, Graham Tavish. <laughs> it's my yeah. favourite Scotsman. Yes, yeah. <laughs> angry, angry. Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> this is a big angry Scotsman. <laughs> yeah, but then it, we have this problem. Who could do Kurgan really? Clancy Brown. Yeah. <laughs> Just come back. <laughs> Just come back and do it. Ramirez can be played by Antonio Banderas and make because you know he's That's already. That's exactly what I had. I had Antonio Banderas as Ramirez. Yeah, because he's already <laughs> done a fair bit of training be with like um, an Egyptian. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. An Egyptian pretending to be a Spaniard. I mean, in the grand tradition of um, Hollywood miscasting um, roles for actors, I think probably casting Antonio Banderas would still be appropriate in their eyes. <laughs> yeah, probably. But he's called the Spaniard. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or... <laughs> I'll give it one. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, unfortunately, like, yes, it, it is still... I think there's an essence to this film which made it stick around and it's obviously it talks to some more than others and unfortunately the film itself is not i guess what makes it still continue more than the concept behind it yeah yeah it, 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 the whole thing though like the whole package you also gotta i think you need to acknowledge that the queen like yeah it's so odd <laughs> Then you've got these like songs by Queen in this movie with this weird rock and roll punk villain. <laughs> oh, exclusive songs too, unreleased yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, Queen also, doing New York, New York. <laughs> I also couldn't help but make the connection um, again with Queen and Flash Gordon as well, mm. which you know confuses the Highlander film a little bit more. <laughs> Yeah, Queen... the Highlanders camp, but not that camp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. <laughs> like, um... Yeah, I can see Queen, you know, having a very firm foothold for something like Flash Gordon, but for Highlander, I'm like, like I'm, I'm happy to always listen to Queen, but nah, I'm not sure if it works. It's okay because we've got that scene where Chris Lamb names a Queen song as he leaves the room. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, why would that have made her feel better? <laughs> it wasn't in the script Christopher Lambert was just mumbling him to himself he, was... <laughs> <laughs> he just learned a card trick <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah he he's he's the he's the the part that drags the movie a lot for me which, which well it's it's so essential he's the main character I know and he's so <laughs> bad yeah. yeah. Um, I can't I mean I haven't seen I know he gets praised for certain movies he was in like was it one he was in somewhere he got nominated for a whole bunch of awards I've never seen it I don't care to Isn't that a European film though? Like, no. Nah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. A Luc Besson film. Yeah. Um there's another problem. But anyway. <laughs> he 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 um he's just so uninteresting oh i i wouldn't call him uninteresting no, I i'd wouldn't say either. creepy 
Thank you. That's the word. Creepy. He, he, yeah, he's creepy. He I just found like him just really flat for a lot. And yeah, he's creepy. He's, 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 yes, he's flat, but the flatness has a creepiness about it. It's it's like he's being sleazy or something in some of the delivery of the lines. And it, it, they're really innocuous lines. It's like nothing to do with anything. And you're going, what? <laughs> yeah, it, it could be like in like in the bar scene where he's trying to sort of hit on Brenda, being like, "What, is, what are you drinking?" And I was just like, "You're not even looking at her. What the hell are you doing?" <laughs> uh, anyway, I, <laughs> I can't say much more about this film. It's it, it's a childhood nostalgic thing for me, but it was never really that gripping for me. Um, I remember it, and so when we looked to doing it, I went, "Oh, yeah, that'd be good to see that one again." And yeah, it's it, it actually. It's I, not. I, I struggled to get through it. I remember the second one though, because it's like so bad. I was going <laughs> to say because it's really terrible. And I was yeah. like sitting next to my wife, and I'm like, "Oh, have you seen the second one?" And she's like, "What after this bastard?" <laughs> <laughs> in, in, in the same sitting. <laughs> <laughs> you got three. You could watch. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> and a cartoon oh. series excellent yeah. for the kids <laughs> <laughs> nothing nothing screams children's cartoon like a bunch of decapitating immortals and Clancy Brown <laughs> screaming at the top of his lungs absolutely <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah he was he was fantastic though yeah the only takeaway I have is that um how much I really appreciate Clancy Brown and everything that he does even if the end product's not good <laughs> yeah better to burn out than fade away exactly right <laughs> in the strangest piece of uh punk wisdom <laughs> thrown at a church minister in a film i've heard yeah. <laughs> oh i think i'm gonna go watch spongebob squarepants just to like sort of yeah a nice a nice bomb on top of this scar <laughs> oh, nice i like it i like it highlander Thank you for suggesting, John Paul. I hope we didn't shit all over your dreams. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun, like, to talk about. That was for sure. <laughs> I had more fun talking about it than I did watching it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, I think we've got to have films like this. You can't have everything you love. It's good, yeah. to, That's it's true. good to get that. Variety is the spice of life. <laughs> exactly. Right. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. One prize, one gold, one golden glance of what should be. Pop Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was a trailer for Highlander, as well as a compilation of Christopher Lamb laughing. And the song at the end was It's a Kind of Magic by Queen. If you're enjoying the show, please invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, and we are also available on Instagram. It's a good